and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. This is episode two. My name is Marco Rodriguez, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mario Amaral. Hey, everyone. Um, we are going to be talking about a few different topics today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Facebook and uh, all the scandals behind uh, the whole Cambridge Analytica stuff, as well as uh, Facebook on Android and, and what that means for Android users. Um, we're going to get an update from Mario on his whole Pixel 2 situation. I think he got an XL and he's going to tell us what he likes or misses about his whole experience with uh, being from an iPhone uh, and now going back to Android. And uh, I just want to touch briefly today on the Apple iPad event that happened not too long ago, uh, as well as a bunch of little other topics that we'll cover as we go. So uh, what's up, dude? How's it going? It's all right, man. It's all right. Cannot complain at all. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, <clears throat> so uh, first, first thing we wanted to talk about that we, we had uh, some heated conversations already about is, is Facebook. And uh, if, if, if anyone doesn't know, Facebook is taking a lot of heat right now uh, because it turns out there's a company called Cambridge Analytica who, again, my facts are probably going to be a bit off, but I think have been uh, taking around 50 million users' um, account information and using it to... Um, the, it, it came out that they used it to target ads towards those specific individuals during the United States elections. Um, and um, all this, if I'm correct, is not within Facebook's terms of service. Or at least that's what Facebook is saying, and um, it's a huge thing. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on this whole deal? Uh, Facebook, well, Facebook, uh, we all know is like all about knowing who you are. But like, what do you got to tell? What What's What's your thoughts? Exactly. From what I understand, they've used the information improperly. At least they. Um, I was listening to an interview. With uh, I can't remember her name. I know she's part of the company. I think the COO. Okay. She was talking about how the information was given to them back at some point, and the information was told not to be used. They had it saved, I guess. Okay. And they were supposed to delete it, and Facebook didn't follow through to make sure they deleted that information. It was supposed to be like reference material and not actually used for anything. Right, and. And Facebook didn't follow through to make sure they had gotten rid of that information, and that was their fault. Yeah. Uh, and they've, uh, uh, you know, they've they've come forward and said that's our fault. You know, that still doesn't excuse, you know, that they became lazy yeah. and didn't follow through to make sure something was deleted on someone else's uh, server. I mean, it's it's not the, <laughs> you know, what it's not the first time Facebook is in the news for privacy reasons. Uh, I can't count on my hand the amount of times. Facebook has, you know, had something bad happen privacy wise and then come out and said, okay, yeah, sorry guys, but we've changed our privacy settings. So they're more transparent to you. Now you can blah, 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 and whatever. And, uh, it seems to be their way of, you know, sweeping it under the rug. But again, I talk to you about this all the time. For those out there who are listening, if you use Facebook Remember, it's a free service. The way they make money is off of everything you tell them about who you are, what you like, where you live, what brands you associate yourself with, who your friends are, what you share in common. All that is, for better, for lack of a better way of saying it, is the way you pay for Facebook. You know, it, it allows them to take that information in an anonymous way. And I only know this because I have a background in marketing and they give it to marketers or advertisers and they go, Hey, we have a group of users that fits this criteria. Um, and you know, they're perfect for what you're trying to sell them. And so that way an advertiser can say, Hey, you're, you're a male who's, you know, 24 to 36 who lives in, you know, the Bay area uh, and you like video games, I'm going to serve an ad to you specifically. Um, and so again, while this is a huge deal, it should come to like no surprise that, you know, Facebook is in the business of selling your data in a sense. Like, 
I say take it at face value. You're going onto a social media platform where you're going on there to get information about all your friends and family, what they're doing, where they are, sometimes location-based, sometimes, you know, where they have been for shopping or, or grabbing some items or they're just taking some shots on vacation. You're putting that information all on there. Yep. And there's a reason everybody on there knows what you're doing. And it's the same reason Facebook knows exactly what you're doing. And they're targeting you ad-wise to get the, the ads that are most customized. Well, you'll, you'll for sure most likely buy something. Yeah, it's most relevant to you. Most relevant to you, yes. And what do you expect when you're on Facebook? And that's what it's about. When you can go on Facebook, just think about this. You can now go on Facebook and most people have shared their number for many reasons, whether it's because using the messaging app, you've just uh, given permission and we'll go on the permission a little bit later. We're going more into permissions, but you can go on with somebody's phone number, whether they're your friend or or not, and look them up through their phone number. There's there's your privacy. If you're worried about privacy, you really shouldn't be on Facebook because it's not private as much as they'd like you to think it's private. It's not. It's a social media, um, you know, website made to basically connect everybody. And, and it probably does a lot of great things, too. There's probably a lot of things a lot of people wouldn't know about or, uh, you know, wouldn't get across to everyone across the world if Facebook was not there. Yeah. You know, it, it so connects, you can't just hate it, on it. It does. It connects a lot of people in a lot of very different situations, you know, during, you know, super hard times, you know, you know, you take, you know, a concept of, you know you know, support groups, you have like support groups that like solely live on Facebook now and they help others within the support group to, you know, get over what it is that they have a problem with. You know, it's, it's not just a, um, it's not just a, a place that, you know, is harmful. And, and I don't think the intent when they gather your data is for them to harm you in any sort of way. And it just seems like things like the whole Cambridge Analytica situation was just handled badly and it's probably a one-off situation but like it comes down to like this is their this is their business this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody uh it's it's just as much their business as as same thing google does google is in the business of knowing who you are and for the exact same reason facebook knows who you are so that they can sell uh, you know, anonymized data to advertisers to to reach out to you, the customer. You know, it's not surprising. I mean, for all the people on Android and iPhone who use Google products solely, it's free because everything you put in it or on it in some way is harvested for you, um, from you, so that they can use it to to make money. Okay, so I will say 100%, I'm not defending Facebook. They've made a mistake. They've got to fix it. They've got to be more transparent. They've got to stay on top of their game. They've got a lot of sensitive information that can be used in harmful ways. And they've said it in the past, and they said it in the present. It will continue to be used by what they call bad people. Yeah. And bad people will find a way to use this information in the wrong way. Um, it's going to happen. There's really no way of preventing it. There's only trying to prevent it. But people will work just as hard as the people trying to prevent it to get it. Keep that in mind. Now, going back on talking about privacy within Facebook, there are a lot of settings that people just skip through. Yeah. And they kind of just like, okay, 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 okay. People take a second, read what you're giving permission for, understand it, Maybe sit down with somebody who doesn't understand the privacy settings yeah. in Facebook or in any app for that matter, because Facebook's not the only one. Sit down with maybe a parent or a family member, somebody who just doesn't understand that. They know those are the people they target that just hit OK, 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 OK. Yeah. There are definitely so, so what, reasons. There's those are there. a great example, and I, I guess it's better coming from you since you just switched to, to Android. But there's a great example of this when, when you install Facebook on on your phone and like, um, you know, for the people who don't pay attention to those, you know, pop-ups, you're, you're better to speak to this than I am. So I think you should take over. But, uh, what are like, what happens when you install an app on Android 
like Facebook, uh, on an Android device, permissions starting on Marshmallow, which was um, Android sixth version, starting from there on, yep. the permissions were divided. So you got permissions um, that weren't just clumped up into one little section. So it wasn't just like phone and uh, you know maybe storage. It got divided up more like your messaging, your this, your that. So you had more options in what the app was allowed to access. And I'll give you an example. I just, like we talked about in the past, I just got a, an Android device again on the Pixel. And the first thing I installed, one of the first things were Facebook. But right after Facebook's Facebook Messenger, not because I like to use it, but a lot of family members that I have, they contact me through Facebook Messenger. Yeah. The first setting you get there, you don't really get much information, just like a kind of okay or yes at the bottom. It's asking you to access your contacts. Now, it's trying to do it in a very inviting way. like. Hey, let us connect you to everyone on your contacts. Just in case you don't have them as a f- Facebook friend, we'll let you know they're on Facebook and try to contact yeah, you. That's what Just they're... give us permission to go into your messaging. Just give us permission to go into your calls because you could use our app to make calls. And, and you know what? If you're okay with that, it's not saying it's a bad thing. It will do that. But at the same time, you are now giving it permission yeah. to go into your text messaging. And there are many ways well, you're, you're and if giving you giving it permission to access your contacts and all the information or most of the information associated with your contacts. So phone numbers and emails, exactly. anything that you generally have on a contact, they'll know. And they they don't like I don't think they store it. They cross-reference it. They go, "Okay, you know this person. Exactly. Uh, you know this person, you know this person, whether they're in your Facebook page or not." Um that's what they use it for. If you ever look at your Facebook and it's like, we recommend this friend, think about how they do that. They look at all the other friends, they cross-reference who's on your Facebook um, numbers, if you've allowed them to go into your contacts, numbers that are associated with accounts, they cross-reference that, and that's how they give you recommendations. And they also cross-reference, you know, if they see someone that you communicate with a lot, and they notice that that person likes to shop at a certain place, they probably think you're interested in that. And guess what? You'll get ads for that too. Yeah, exactly. They'll cross reference. We've heard, uh, and that's how they're using that information. We've heard scenarios where uh, I remember listening to a podcast a while back where people thought that Facebook was actually listening in on your conversations. And that's why you were getting ads served to you based on conversations you had. I thought it was really funny. Uh, but there's like many ways they can simulate this type of thing where uh, they. They know that you and somebody else talk that someone has similar interests to you on a grand scale. And so when that person is interested in something new, they can pretty much 99% of the time guess that, Hey, like you might like this too. And that's why they'll serve you that stuff. Like, um, but yeah, this, this whole thing has just been, you know, it while very large, because I think, the political implications of this um, are huge, especially because there are a lot of people who are not happy with Donald Trump being the president and all that stuff. And uh, I don't want to make our podcast a political podcast, so that's as far as I'll take that. Um, but I think from like a grand scale perspective, uh, this is just as big as like the whole, you know, notion that the Russians had a handle in, you know, the election or whatever. So, um, and, and that's why I think people are up in arms about this whole Facebook Cambridge Analytica situation. Um, again, I'm going to say me and me and Mary here are not like, uh, experts by any means on any of this stuff. We just find it really interesting. There's probably a bunch of stuff that we just got wrong or don't understand how it works didn't do enough research, but it's just how we see it from our perspective. Um, and I uh, hope it was, you know, insightful in some sort of way. But uh, I, I kind of want to jump off that topic because like, I don't feel like, I feel like enough people have beat that drum. Um, and, you know, we're not really adding anything to the situation. To go back on what you said, Marky, I just want to end it off um, the whole Facebook topic by saying, it doesn't matter which device you have, whether it's an iOS device 
or an Android device. It doesn't matter if you're using Facebook, if you're using Instagram, if you're using anything that is a free product that uses media, um, that uses your information, you have to be safe. You have to read what you're agreeing to. And the end of the day, I'm not sitting here to tell you that it's worse off to get an Android device because there's so many more permissions and, you know, iOS is protecting more. That's not the truth. Yeah. You as a user have to be um, have to be responsible for for what you you give people permission for. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter which platform you're on. Uh, stay safe out there and make sure you read what you're agreeing to. And that's the number one thing. That does not mean Facebook or any of these other social media programs or even Google is bad. It's just being smart. And if you're really peril and you're so afraid of them knowing exactly where you are or what you're doing, just don't use it. That That's the only way to stay away from it. Because basically, it doesn't matter what you do or where you go. Someone always has information yeah. on you. Shout outs to a, a site called tldrlegal.com. Uh, this site has done this great, amazing thing where they take the terms of service for a bunch of different companies and they break it out into language that's totally understandable for people. Um, but I, I totally agree. Like, I totally agree. Like, it's not, it's not just one company or one, you know, manufacturer of a device. You know, while Apple does take a stance on privacy, there's still a lot of companies that you interact with on your iPhone uh, from a server-side perspective where they collect your data. That's just how it is. It might not come from your phone, but it's like they track your interactions, who you're liking, what you're liking, stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, you just, like like Mario said, you just have to be aware of what you're agreeing to and what, you know, if you're comfortable sharing this information with these companies, go ahead, by all means, share it. You know, we've been using, I myself use Google products all the time. Because I honestly don't care in, in, in the vast, you know, uh, regard as to, you know, what my data is being used for. I get the benefit of a free product, whatever, you know. Yeah, me too. Really don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's, uh, let's move on to uh, another Android-based topic. What's up with this uh, Pixel, dude? What's going on? Okay, so the Pixel, yeah, let's get some updates here. I did receive my Pixel 2 XL. Okay on thursday yes thursday so it is now friday today so i've only had it for a day not even 24 hours first thing you realize when you get the pixel 2 xl yeah. is the size okay being used to the iphone x and then the pixel 2 which is the same size roughly as the iphone x yeah. and then you get this phone that's I think a six or 6.1 inch screen. It's much larger. It's massive. Yeah. It's much larger. It's harder to reach certain things on the top of the left screen. Does it have reachability? It, it does not have reachability. <laughs> I was just about to get to that. Here's some things I miss. I'm not going to lie. Reachability. Some people out there are going to be like, what the hell is reachability? I know people who own iPhones, um, you know, ever since that, um, that came out on uh, iOS, which I think was iOS 10, maybe. Was the first time reachability, uh, reachability was introduced? Is, yeah, probably iOS 10. iOS 10. And, that, and basically, you could turn it on in settings. Just go to your search bar, reachability. And what it does is it, if you have an iPhone with a button, I think on, I think button, on regular it lets you double phones, tap it's on it. by default. I think in the iPhone 10. Is it on by default? The okay. iPhone 10, you so have some to turn people, it on. Exactly. Some people think their phones are broken. Sometimes they try to tap the home button, they double tap, and the whole screen comes down almost halfway. That's reachability. That is not a mistake. No. That is on purpose. That is Apple's and way that's... of saying, you have a big phone, this is how you access the top menu without actually moving your hand. Exactly. So I've actually tried to look for this, and the only way to get it on an Android device, at least the Pixel, yeah. unless some other uh, you know, um, software has, has integrated it. Right is a cust is you have to root it and you have to you have to change the base software basically you have to change it yeah and I don't want to do that because then you're kind of if you root your phone you either have to hide the root from certain apps because then they won't allow you to use the app it's it's such a headache I'm not even going to go into that I do not want to root it I don't also, find a, a reason sense, to root like, my phone on the ROM it defeats the purpose of you getting a Pixel right like. You want yeah, like you the want cus- a base Android exactly. for a reason, and now you're going to actually take it 
and custom ROM it, like it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. To not get off topic though, the phone is great. Yes, it's a larger screen. I do find that the screen is still a beautiful screen. I do find that it's not as bright as my Pixel 2 was. That's one thing I noticed right off the bat. It wasn't as bright. Um, the battery is much better, of course. But then again, I haven't even had it for 24 hours. But I, I've noticed right off the bat that the battery is better just because of how much I've had to use it to set up a bunch of accounts. That's one thing I want to talk about. Transferring over my Pixel to my Pixel 2. Yeah. It wasn't as hard as it was in the past going from a certain device with their own backup system. They do have a way of backing up and restoring, connecting the two USB-C ports to each other. So connecting the phones together. Most of all, my information got transferred over. There was a few things I had to log into. It's pretty fast and quick. Uh, they do allow you to do this from an iPhone as well. So They have an adapter in the box. So, so wait, I have a question. There's no like iCloud version. There is. Okay. There right. is. So like there is. I know what you're about to ask. Like Android, so there is like Okay, so for most people on iOS when you get a the, new phone, I can just log into my iCloud and everything will go back onto my phone. So is that there's something like that for Android? There is. I think it started in Marshmallow. Okay. If I'm not wrong, I could be I could be wrong. I think it started in Marshmallow where you would have a backup and then you restored as long as it was Marshmallow and up, so Android 6.0 and up. Yeah. You could restore it that way. So and it would it would actually give you a section of things you could tick off. Uh, do you want to restore, you know, certain apps? You could pick what you wanted to restore oh, okay. uh, right from the beginning there. Um, I did it this way because the cable was in there. It was a lot faster. It literally took like, I- I'm going to say like five minutes. Uh, you know, the apps automatically start downloading. There's a few things I had to log back into. Just like on your iOS device, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things you have to log back into mm-hmm. for security reasons. But uh, yeah, it was simple. It was easy. And, and I... I like it when it's simple and easy. Okay, let's talk about so, let's, let's talk about your um let's talk about your so last week you had an issue with the watch connect situation. Has that okay. has that changed? The issue with the watch is definitely a bluetooth issue. Either it's the bluetooth um part used in the Pixel okay. or it's the bluetooth version compatibility which i don't think is the issue because i think it's like 5.0 bluetooth 5.0 if i'm not wrong so it's it's you know new and it should be backwards compatible or it's software i'm thinking it might be software so i got the new pixel 2 xl yeah i got a watch again i connected the watch to it yeah same issue it doesn't let me connect to two bluetooth devices using the phone feature at the same time it removes the phone feature from one or the other. And, and what this, I, ladies what and I hate the most is why the iPhone is the best phone this is, in the goddamn world. This is world. exactly why you don't buy an iPhone. Um, <laughs> they're overpriced. But anyways, let's get back on that. Uh, so if I'm using the watch as my main device to answer or make calls, yes. once I grab a Bluetooth set uh, headset that allows me to make calls, that Bluetooth headset won't work to receive calls. Unless I go into the Bluetooth settings and give it the phone option under Bluetooth, and then it takes it away from the watch. So that's not a huge deal breaker, but here's the issue. If I turn off the Bluetooth headset, automatically I would assume that my watch would, would, would now get become, it back. would get back that uh, the Bluetooth phone. It doesn't. I have to manually go in there, and that's like a, a no-no for me. Yeah, so, that, so I again, think at this that's point... Why Apple has the best ecosystem of all time. Yeah, and that's why Apple watches die within half of the day. But still, <laughs> okay, you basically confirm you're still having the watch problem with. with okay, Bluetooth. so I'm still having the watch problem. The watch is a no-no. So I'm using my uh, LG G Watch R. That's just as as good as it's gonna get okay. right now. It gives me my notifications. It works well. It works the way it's supposed to. I will say from the beginning of when Android Wear came out where it would say, sorry, can't contact Google all the time. I'm not getting that issue. Bluetooth is not cutting off. It's actually working well for my notifications. Okay. Getting the call feature is not a big deal, but I'm not going to buy a new device if I'm just buying it to get a, a better looking watch at the moment. Anyways, I'll wait and see if they fix that. We still have something to talk about on did it go back in the box today? And, and we'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to that in a bit. So but- Another issue I'm having with my Pixel right now is the screen sensor for the brightness. I have it on automatic 
and I noticed that it's it's dimming down and getting brighter and dimming down and I'm not blocking the sensor and my screen protector has a cutout for the sensor. So I don't know exactly why it's doing that. It's a little annoying. Uh, it did it on both the Pixel 2 and the 2 XL. I don't know if it's uh, maybe software. It is a little annoying. Did you get one of those screen protectors the- with the black frame? No. Okay. It's just, just clear the clear glass, glass okay. with the cutouts. Yeah. So it's definitely not blocking the the sensor. Another thing I will say I missed from my iPhone, this is talking about the Pixel and the things I've noticed. Yeah, the better phone. Is the 3D touch cursor on the, um, on the keyboard. I miss it so much. People probably, another thing a lot of people don't know, they the, fe- the feature exists and they don't use it. Yep. It's an awesome feature. Basically, now I have to go in there and pick where it is and, and bring it over. And it's not like, whoa, you know, that, you're just that being lazy. a lot of features, including like swiping down on a text message notifications to write a response. People don't know that you could do that. There's, there's a ton. I could literally make an entire channel on YouTube of stuff that people probably don't know their iPhone can do. Um, but sorry, go ahead. Gestures are a big deal on iPhone. You don't get as many gestures on an Android device because you have the back button. And then again, when you when you get used to the back button, you don't want to go to an iPhone either. You're looking for that back button all the time because yeah. that back button's a lifesaver as well. So it's kind of like um, two different ways of going through the UI. It's two different ways of using the software. And no way will be perfect. It's just that in my case, I'm so used to using... Uh, the the software and the UI in the iPhone 10 where it's all gestures with no home button that now I'm I'm reteaching myself. Okay, the things I do love about my Pixel are definitely having the fingerprint scanner back. Okay. And using the fingerprint scanner to get in to the device because I did have issues with the face unlock where it wouldn't recognize my face sometimes, especially uh, certain circumstances that I was in. Also, the Pixel does have, and many Google devices do have, the option to unlock using your face. It works pretty well. It's pretty fast. It's not as well, uh, definitely not as good as the face unlock from Apple. Another cool feature is if you have a Bluetooth device, you could use it as a, a trusted device. And basically, as long as you're wearing your watch and you're near your phone yeah. and the Bluetooth's connected, it will automatically be unlocked. You could use the same Bluetooth inside the vehicle to do that. So that's pretty much so it. Apple does that uh, another thing I will... with the watch. They do that in reverse. Yeah, so basically, like, if you have a passcode on your watch, but your phone is unlocked, like, your watch will automatically right. be unlocked, basically. Another thing I've noticed from the Pixel is that both phones have LTE, voice over LTE, V-O-L-T-E, yep, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, HD voice, if you want to call it that. I noticed on my Pixel, it's connected more than not. Whereas in when I was using my iPhone 10, both same carriers, I would start conversations and automatically I would go into 3G. Now I realize I'm on LTE most of the time. I'd say probably 99% of the time. Again, I've only had the phone for about a week, but within that week, I've noticed that my calls are mostly HD voice calls. Whereas on my iPhone 10, they were being dropped down to 3G. He's a liar. It's the truth. What can I say? They must have a better antenna in there. They must have Lies. a better... Um, yeah, they're just... Yeah. What can I say? Listen, people, I'm going to tell you the truth right now about Android. It's great. As long as you, you're comfortable with it, you know how to use it, and you don't cry like uh, Marky here about his iOS device. He's a big fan, uh, but trust well, that's, me, that's in the future... That's what makes this whole thing interesting, is that you just yes, switched... and don't worry, people. You know what's going to be really interesting? When this man gets challenged to switch over to... An Android device you, you for a week. provide the device, I will switch for the two weeks and I'll give you my update. I will, but it'll have to go back in the box. Okay. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of going back in the box, uh, you did grab another watch, didn't you? I did. And here's our segment. Did it go back yeah, it. in the box? So did it? Tell us. Tell us what you got first before you tell us if or okay. if it did not go back in the box. So I'm assuming everyone knows the answer, you know, because of our previous conversation <laughs> at this point. But I purchased a new watch. Again, I wanted to make sure this was not a device problem. Okay. So it's called um, the Diesel on Full Guard. Okay. Is the name of the watch. Now, if you go look at this watch, it is a man's watch. I mean, like, if you got a dainty little wrist, this isn't going to work for you. Now, I got a thick-ass wrist, okay, because I'm a big boy. 
My wrist is big. I need a big watch. The Apple watch doesn't matter if it's a 42 millimeter, the 38 millimeter. It looks like a little dainty girl's watch on me. Okay. So that's my biggest thing about that. This watch is just a big watch. And on some people, it'll just be too much. It looks like they're big boy. They're, they have like this. Exactly. It's a diesel watch. If you've seen some of their styles out there. The big daddy watches. That's what they're called. Yeah. I think this is a 48 millimeter watch if I'm not wrong. So it's a big watch. Love it. Uh, I got the um, the stainless steel version. It's all metal. There's there's like three different versions of it. I got probably the most expensive one. So for the audience, what um, is the cost of this watch? So the cost of the watch is about $465 Canadian. Okay. okay. So I didn't go for the cheap watch out there. I wanted to make sure if I had an issue, it wasn't because I was buying a cheap watch. Because the Tick watch was a budget watch. Yeah. So I thought maybe that could be my problem. And then the S, the Samsung Gear S3. It was it was running on Tizen, so I couldn't really compare that to being an Android Wear issue. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I wasn't grabbing a cheap watch, and it, and I fell in love with the watch. Took it out of the box, looks, appearance, everything about it, I fell in love. Well, it was quick Android Wear 2.0. It looks like a watch. It does, because it looks like a watch, and it looks like a, a watch I would buy. I would buy that watch if it wasn't even a smartwatch, just not for five hundred dollars if it wasn't a smartwatch. Now a smartwatch person. Or just a watch person would be like, 500 is nothing for a watch. Well, for me, it is. So I took out this watch. I used it. It was all happy. And as you heard us talking about before, it still has the Bluetooth issue. Yeah. So did it go back in the, in the box? Yes. It went back in the box with my Pixel 2. Then it came out of the box hoping that the Pixel 2 XL wouldn't have this issue. I was so excited. Took it out of the box again. Set it all up. And the same thing happened and my heart was broken. So went back in the box, not because I don't like the watch, not because the watch has an issue. I've actually read up a little bit that other people don't have this issue. So I'm assuming it's a pixel issue as in a pure Android issue. I'm thinking it is software, maybe something they they might fix in an update or they're doing it for a reason, maybe to have like a super secure um, connection. They're only allowing one device to be connected. They can't really give me an answer. Um, and I tried everything. I tried resetting the phone. The phone was brand and, new and out of so the box. I just so want to touch no... on you on, on the fact that this is only a problem to him because he came from an iPhone and an Apple watch where this is not a problem. Let's just make that clear. The reason why clear, this people. whole situation bothers him so much is because he cannot replicate the experience he got on an iPhone. As much as my co-host here, Marky, would like to pretend that Apple is perfect, Apple's not it perfect. is not. <laughs> and Siri has gone down yeah, lately. Siri has it gone is down not now. the same Siri it is anymore. But okay, Siri has so, always gone through like peaks and valleys. Sometimes and Siri if you're ever is lost, like amazing, people. and then Apple does something, <laughs> and Siri is not amazing anymore. And if you're ever lost, don't use Apple Maps. Because you, they just don't work all the time. You okay? just don't use know how Google to use Maps. a map. <laughs> I have, to, take one I have to bring my I will smartphone. say that one issue yeah. you had with the map where you put in an address oh, now and there's it gave one you a issue. totally different address. That I, don't, I can't explain. But Exactly. Google Maps is better than Apple Maps. We know that. Apple Watch is not perfect. And neither is Android Wear right now at all. Nothing's perfect. But um, what my co-host doesn't want to let you know is he wants to keep you under this assumption that Apple is perfect. It is not, not people. I, I'm Trust not me. Saying, I'm an Apple fanboy, and I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying that Apple is perfect. They are far from perfect. I'm saying when Apple does something, they do their best to make it that best something as possible. You can agree. You can agree because I'm going to go back to your watch experience, okay? I'm talking about from an experience perspective, okay? Other than the few issues you had with your Apple Watch Series 3 and your iPhone 10, you, I think, overall had a fairly good experience with your Apple Watch and your iPhone. And so now that you're on Android and you're trying to replicate that experience and you can't do it, there's a part of you that is irked. That's just irked by the fact that you can't get it to do the thing that your other watch did. Even though you know, 
even though you know you probably will never accept a phone call on your watch, you want it as an option. There is the issue right there. Yes, I agree with that. I will probably never use the feature, so it doesn't matter. But I did have the feature on my Apple Watch. It did work most most of the time. Um, it did work well. So yes, I maybe do want the experience. But before going into that experience with the Apple Watch, I had had an experience already with Android Wear, and it wasn't good. So all I was hoping was that Android Wear was at the point where it was just as good as the Apple Watch. And no, it's not. I will admit, Android Wear or Wear OS, whatever you want to call it, is nowhere near as good as Apple Watch. At least not with the feature base. Ladies now, there and is gentlemen, a new we'll Android... finish the podcast. That's all I yeah, needed okay. to hear him say. <laughs> That's all he needed to hear me say, people. You know what? Let's we're done with this conversation for now, okay? Like seriously, we, we're not gonna spend the whole okay, okay, the whole, move, uh, move on. We'll podcast talking. Um, Let's go, move on, move um, on. We're so done. I just want to touch quickly. So we already talked about the Android Wear's the best. It, it it went back in the box. <laughs> um okay. I'm actually we had a third topic about Apple. I don't know if I'm gonna cover it. Um the, the, here's the long short of it. Apple basically did an announcement. Uh, with education in mind, they released a uh, new iPad 9.7 inch that actually has pencil support. Uh, we were talking about this before the podcast. People are up in arms about it not having laminated screen. My response to that is it's a $300 device. So let me just explain to people laminated screen is what most of our phones have on them and a lot of... Uh iPads, at least high-end iPads, where basically the screen and the touch screen and the glass are like all one piece, basically. Yeah. And uh, touching the the screen is like almost touching the pixels. So the response is, is really good. The touch sensitivity is perfect. And now when you get a non-laminated screen, you have two layers and you have a, a layer of glass that is by all means not thick, but compared to it is thick. People are just complaining, so, honestly. Right. So it's not as good for sure, but it's it's good enough. It's it's what we did before we laminated screens. Most older devices like an iPhone 5 and an iPhone 4, I'm pretty sure don't have laminated screens. They only start laminating screens near like the iPhone 6 and on. And for the iPads, they've been laminating the screens for not very long, if I'm right. The iPad Air is probably the first where they laminated the screen. Like, again, people are just complaining. It's a 300, this is US, but it's a $349 device. Chill out. It has pencil support. That's dope in itself. It's really cool. I mean, you can get you can get a really good Android the, tablet just garbage. letting you people and know for that know price. That. Don't even say that. They're garbage. <laughs> don't don't even go there. My mom loves her tablet, don't, her Android please, tablet. Don't even go there. Listen, if this, you have this somebody podcast, who just needs to use it for Facebook. This episode me and you just talking... <laughs> like smack back and forth it's been the most structured it. unstructured thing um okay so before we end off this episode and that okay sorry that's all i have to say about the the ipad event we'll, we'll talk about it you know other stuff more in more detail later probably in another podcast when it's more relevant but um uh the um i wanted to ask you like um <clears throat> we we wanted to cover alternatives to apps. And so I have three apps that I use on a day-to-day that 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 you um hopefully have alternatives to when you move to an Android phone. Um and so go ahead, shoot. Those three I use Tweetbot for Twitter. It's my favorite Twitter client of all time. Um I would say iMessage. What is your alternative to iMessage? Um, and then notes, notes on, on, on the iPhone and iPad has become quite the, um, quite the improvement compared to the way it used to be. So, so let's start with Tweetbot. Tweetbot is a great Twitter client. It's an amazing app. I've enjoyed it. I've purchased it myself. Definitely worth the money. My alternative on Android that I use when I'm on an Android device yep. is Talon. Talon. So T-A-L-O-N, Talon. Okay. There are other alternatives as well, great ones out there. I prefer Talon. I like Talon. It's not expensive. You do have to pay for it. It is a paid app, um, but it's great. 
has everything you need, a little bit of customization just to make Twitter the way you like it. Of course, a lot of people will say, just use the Twitter app. I prefer Talon. I like changing a little bit of the theme. I like playing around with the way I want my 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 images to look, whether I want them there or not, whether I want them bigger or smaller. Only, only I definitely people like who it. don't want a better experience use the Twitter app. Exactly. So on for me, I would tell you Talon. Talon would be my 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 tweet bot alternative on Android. How about iMessage? <laughs> okay, so iMessage, as we know, there is no alternative for iMessage. True. Because iMessage is a beast of its own, is a beast on its own, okay? It's its 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 own entity. But me and you have been using WhatsApp, owned by Facebook. Yeah. So probably stealing all our information. Probably. <laughs> but uh, I don't find anything wrong with it. You know, it's not iMessage. But then again, let's let's get serious about iMessage people here. All the cool features on iMessage. You don't use them all the time. So what we need it for, it's working out just fine. Yeah. There are many other alternatives as well. People use Kick. People could use Facebook Messenger. Um, I prefer WhatsApp right now with the people that I need to send any files I, with I or have conversations. Facebook Messenger. Uh, I don't blame you. I don't. I don't like Facebook Messenger. I just have it on there. For the reason yeah. that, you know, with family like my mother and stuff like that, she likes Just a little, sending me a bunch little of... side tangent here. I don't have Facebook on my phone in any capacity uh, besides WhatsApp. If I ever need to go to Facebook, I use the Safari web browser. Um, and I the only app I did have for a while was Facebook Messenger, but I never use it. So for this guy, I swapped it out for WhatsApp. Right. So WhatsApp is the alternative that we're using. There are many other alternatives. Allo, um, um, Hangouts, even, which has been Allo, separated. Yeah, please. we won't even go Allo or Hangouts, okay? So anyways, WhatsApp is what I would re- recommend using. A lot of people already use it. A lot of people already have it. Makes it a lot easier to start using with everyone. Your last app? Notes. Notes, okay. So we've been having a little <laughs> back and forth about notes, people. We tried Google's keep. Google um, keep. keep. Google keep sucks. I like Google Keep. Okay, he hates it. He's just a hater. Also, I like Google also Keep. Also, Evernote also sucks. So those are the two we've tried. If anybody's got any recommendations out there, please help us. Hey, yeah, please let us know. So we were using when we we're both on iOS. We were using the Notes app on iOS. The good thing about it is it notifies you when someone else is writing something. Yeah. It's actually live. You could see them typing. It's actually pretty funny. Um, with the Note apps we're using, you on uh, Evernote, you have to hit update. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you have to hit update to get updated on whatever the other it's person bad. wrote. You have to share it. Also on Keeps ads, sorry. What did it's you say? Bad. Like Evernote is just oh, it's bad. bad. Okay, it doesn't know. It can't so format also, things well. It's it's just really bad. I feel like they fell off. It is just great. because we're on the free experience that they're just giving us a shitty experience, but. Maybe. We've also tried Keep. I don't mind Keep. Uh, Marky here doesn't like Keep. He says he doesn't doesn't allow him to write and put thing in. Yeah, so in Notes, in, you have the ability to write out a paragraph and then make a bullet list. Not a bullet list, but like a task list, you know, that you can check off. And the problem I don't like in Keep is that I can't do both of those things in one document. I can either have a note or I can have a task list i can't have both in one if they were to actually allow you to do that then fine i'm i don't have a problem with keep but they don't let you do that the moment you go into keep and you start writing a note and you want to turn just like a couple of things into like tasks that turns the entire thing into a task which sucks so my recommendation i don't really have a hundred percent recommendation but i still prefer keep that's just me. It's there. I use it all the time. I could just add you as someone to that particular note so you could edit it if you wanted or add anything. Yep. So yeah, Keep would be my my alternative. I'm pretty sure there's so many better note apps out there. And if anybody has any recommendations for any of these apps, they are welcome. Yep. All right, cool. That's awesome. Um, I guess two more topics before we go. Uh, what movies are you into? What are you excited about? more these this is the time of the show where we just get to just be ourselves and not talk about technology so 
so excited about uh i don't know if you've heard of a movie called replicas no you mentioned it briefly Keon to Reeves. me but i haven't looked into it so i'm totally into the sci-fi futuristic movies with some crazy science experiments and and replicas is about Keon reeves is a husband yeah. who's lost his family in the car accident okay. and he's working on techno technology of of making rep replicas but not with humans but he does use his wife so he's made replicas of i think his wife and his kids okay um i could be wrong i know his wife like for sure i can't wrong. remember if kids yeah so it it does go wrong um so i'm excited to watch it just because i'm so into that you know like oh my god what if we they get to a point where yeah, people were making we replicas and the replicas people. wouldn't know yeah. they're replicas they wouldn't know their clones right yeah Sure. What if clones didn't know their clones? How messed up? And then how do you go into the factor of souls? You know, do souls exist? And, you know, I don't know. It just takes you into that other. Yeah, it gets. It can get we really, want to get into really that. deep. It can. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to comedy wise. I'm looking forward to. I don't know if you're uh, the game night game, the murder mystery. Uh, uh so it has a bunch of actors like, in oh, it the dude's like oh we're gonna play a game blah, yeah. blah. and then like some people rob the house and it's not part of the game yeah but they think yeah, it's, part of, think the it's game. part of the game <laughs> yeah i've seen the trailer for that it looks really funny so that looks pretty funny that's my comedy pick that's coming up and of course there's all the the other movies that are out there that you know venom uh, I want. I'm excited to watch Annihilation which uh, I can watch and I will watch soon watch. I know you watch that uh, the Marvel, the new Marvel uh, Avengers movie. Also, I'm excited about uh, Marvel's New Mutants taking a whole different oh, twist yeah, on that. Very, Have you like, seen that? Yeah, so like trailer. a darker. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people are kind of hating on it or they love it. I'm a love it. I definitely want a different like mutants are scary. If there were mutants right now, that'd be scary. Yeah. That would not be like, hey, they're really cool and they got superpowers and they're going to save the world. And they'd be like, <laughs> no, that's creepy. Yeah, true. No, true. I agree. I totally agree. Yourself? Um, I've got a couple of movies that I'm really interested in. So other than the basics, which I'm going to say are Avengers, Infinity War, and Deadpool 2. Um, yes, Deadpool I'm for sure. I'm kind of really stoked for Rampage. I think like The Rock and a big monkey or a big ape gorilla is going to make for like one of the worst, best movies of all time. Uh, see, I probably agree with you. One of the worst best movies. I love The Rock. <laughs> I just that movie didn't really like. Wow. And you know, there's a wolf. You didn't see the wolf. It's like what? <laughs> this movie's just weird. But yeah, I'd watch it. I don't know if I'd I go just, to theaters like, and watch for it. For me, but... it's just like I. I think I played the game Rampage. So for anyone who doesn't know, this movie is literally based on a game where you play gigantic creatures that destroy cities. Um, I do remember that. And like. I just think like the premise of this movie is just so over the top. It reminds me of, do you remember San Andreas? Okay, yeah. so it reminds me of like The Rock had this great epiphany after making San Andreas. And it was like, we got to make Rampage because <laughs> I want to destroy cities again. And just like it came up with a plot for why they should make this movie. And somebody agreed to it. So I think it's going to be like, again, one of the best worst movies of all time. I'll definitely watch it. Uh, the other couple of movies that I want to see are, I really want to see Oceans 8, which is the yes, female Oceans the female 11, version, basically. Yeah. I think it's going to be a pretty dope movie. And, uh, and I think like last but not least, there's another Hotel Transylvania coming out. Yes, there um, is. And I just saw the preview for that. Fun. Yeah. I like watching are, cartoon yeah, movies, sure. so uh, yeah, that that sounds like it'd be probably a really good movie. Um, There's also that Harrow movie coming out. What was it? Part two of oh, uh, like the Incredibles two. The Incredibles two, yeah. yeah so that that's, that looks fun that's too. been in the making for a so, while. The reason yeah. I'm not super stoked about that is I never watched the first one. People are gonna be oh, like, you need "What? To. What do you mean?" No, you never, need to. Never then. watched the first one, so I'm not really super stoked about the second one. Um, but yeah, that that's that's the the little our a little movie segment. Um, and I guess um one more thing before we go, I wanted to ask you is, are you playing anything lately? Like on your phone, or are there any mobile apps that you care about or you're super stoked about? 
Okay, so playing on my PC as of recently is the Need for Speed Payback. Yeah. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, car game, as usual, car game. I like it. Uh, there's cop chases. Um, you have your storyline. So that's the thing about car games. Once they put in a little bit of storyline for me, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like about car games is having a little bit of storyline. This basically, you're you're getting back with the crew someone who who kind of backstabbed you and yeah there's a little story so that's what i've been playing on the pc on my phone to tell you the truth there's only one game i play okay. uh you're, you're gonna find this really like funny so i play a game called right <laughs> the one game i play on my phone that i'm addicted to i've been playing this for a very long time i played it on my ios device it's as well like friendly it's fiend. called best Is feeds it? it's called wow. best feeds okay, yes yeah, I remember you talking so about it's this. the adventure one there's a few versions of it it's the one where you just kind of like connect all the hearts or you connect all the there's different characters you actually level them up okay and they get more powerful and you have to kill the slugs and yeah that's i'm not really a big mobile yeah. gamer when it comes to my device um I, I don't know why i'm not really into like downloading i know there's some crazy games i have played some other games i don't really get it this is kind of like a time waster yeah, yeah. if that makes any sense i'm bored i got a few minutes let me go play this puzzle game so yeah best fiends has got to be my game if you haven't checked it out, Best Fiends is just it's it's a lot of fun and doesn't take much time. You won't lose your spot. I guess and, I yeah. guess I'll have to take a look at that. Um for me, it would have to be okay, so I'm I'm super addicted to SimCity Build It on my phone. Um Okay. I've always liked SimCity, especially like back in the day on the PC. Um and I used to play SimCity Build It on the phone back back in the day when it first came out. And I got to a point where I just stopped or I didn't enjoy it. I guess it wasn't fully fleshed out at the time. But now I'm like addicted to building my city. Um, it's like making the most money on taxes, building up buildings, getting like new, new everything, making sure like my city has enough power, making sure that I can expand my city and all that stuff. Like it's just... I just lose so much time. Like you were saying, it's like, it's a, it's a time waster. It's just one of those games. Yeah, That seems like, that seems like a little bit more into a kind of game, but I could see that's kind of like, uh, my wife loves playing the, whatever that farm game that's all right now. They're like, Hey, <laughs> that's kind of no farm farmville. Maybe oh, farmville? it's called. I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, I can't stand that kind of game. Mm-hmm. But uh, another game I do like playing is Zombie versus Plants. Or plants versus Zombies. Or Plants versus oh, Zombies. Cool. Sorry, I do like playing that too. So uh, yeah, a little time passing games. Yeah, I don't. I don't play like like you. I don't play many games on my phone. Um, no, I don't. I just don't like. There, there are games that you just put like very minuscule amounts of time into, and they're good. Like, oh, I played this for like five minutes, and I'm done. Like. You know, I'm waiting at the office, you know, for the doctor to call me in or, or whatever, or I'm commuting and I need to pass some time, like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not big into like gaming on mobile. So, um, same here. I guess that's everything. I guess we've covered everything today. Um, uh, well, one thing I wanted to talk about. Kind of like just a random fact out there. I was watching a video uh, and it's this gentleman who's in China and he kind of explains to you the uh, Chinese culture. Yeah. And one of the things he brought up was uh, he was going into the market. And this kind of goes back onto what we were talking about, like every phone looking the same as an iPhone. Yeah. So he was basically going into the market and there's these, like all these Chinese markets and these big stores and they're all making a bunch of noise. They're like clapping and they're banging and they're trying to get your attention. And he was kind of explaining that the culture there is that the reason they're doing this and trying to get your attention is China's not used to advertising. They don't waste any money really on advertising because their philosophy since day one yeah. has just been to copy someone else's and copy their design language and copy, you know, like they. he was showing you all the stores and they're all like, they've got like a Jordan logo and they got like the word for Chinese and Jordan. And like they've copied the language already. The work's all been done by the official company and they're just reselling it to you. Same thing with fake Apple stores, uh, fake new balance stores, the name slightly changed. And that made me think same thing with phones, right? Yeah. 
This is why we get them copying with the iPhone 10 with the notch is because it's already a popular um, motto. It's already been done. It's all the work has been done for them. They just come out. And because there aren't regulations there about copying other devices and copying name yeah. brands, they just come out and they're like, it looks like an iPhone. We know it works. The The design language has already been proven. They've done all the work. Now we just sell the device. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking before. And I thought, wow, that's why every Chinese phone is coming out looking like an iPhone. That's basically what they've been doing in history, right? It's just copying name brands yeah. and reselling. And uh, yeah, so I thought that was, that was pretty that's cool. I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, no wonder they're going to all come out with the notch. That's just like how they've worked for many years. It's it's the culture. It's nothing against them. I'm not saying they don't have, uh, you know, any well, they're, they're uh, any innovation major, like, or don't Chinese corporations yeah. that make devices like like Xiaomi. Xiaomi is like n- the most notable company for literally copying everything I the iPhone does. Like. That's just how they've been. I think as of recently, they ventured off into their own space, but like they were, they were famous for their, their copying. They, they would, they would have a device that would look as close to an iPhone without being an iPhone as possible. But the culture here is like, oh my God, they're copying it. Like they can't come up with their own ideas. But in China, that's not the culture. Yeah. That's not the way it works. That is not a big well, deal. Could, that is exactly what you would do. Like, Hey, it's not like they're copying because of, you know, this for the sake of copying, but it's like, hey, people like the look of this phone. If we can provide it to them for cheaper, then here, go for it, right? People going back to one of our conversations in the last podcast, it's like it comes to down to it's about aesthetics, right? If people like the look of something, if you can make that something for cheaper, there's plenty of companies who do that, you know? Like like, look at the GoPro, you know, how many companies have copied what a GoPro looked like to the point where GoPro had to change what their thing looked like? So, right. It's just, it's just it. The notch is, the notch is just getting out of control. Let me just say, when people are out there just putting out, uh, you know, pictures, like, what do you think? I think it We're was looking um, at you, Huawei. LG. Did you see? No, but did you see LG? They supposedly uh, went on Reddit and put out a form like, what do people think about the notch and then took it down? Oh, really? Yeah. So they, if I'm not wrong, I just read this today. So they went on Reddit okay. and, and put up a form like what people think about the notch. And then I guess it was getting bad publicity or whatever. And they took it down. Oh but God. I was like, really? <laughs> this is what it's come to? You just want your, should we put the notch? Should we not? Like this is, they're all sitting around in the, in the, in the big designing area like all these guys are like trying to make decisions on the next phone they're like do we put a notch or not you know it's just that's how crazy apple paves the way and then these people are just like we have to put the notch right because this is what people are expecting me no i i will say it and that's why i think it's crazy i've told you before i don't like that i want individual types of, i want to have choices not like a bigger notch or a smaller notch no i want choices do not do this i don't want them copying each other a- I'm Amen. happy Samsung didn't do the notch. I'm happy Samsung didn't do the notch. Samsung is is the Apple of Android, so they won't do the notch. I don't think they will. And I don't think... Um, I think they're I'm done copying not. The Apple. new Pixel won't do... Yeah, no, they're not. And I'm. Oh, I, I, at one point they were, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at one point they There's were, a whole yeah. Lawsuit like the it. Galaxy S2 was like... S2 to S3. One of their versions was definitely an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Down to like software, they're even copying like the software as much as possible, you know. Anyways, let's not go on. All right, so that's gonna be the end stuff. of this episode. It ran a bit long today, um, but uh, yeah, I just want to again thanks to Ryan Little for the intro music. Um, you can find Ryan Little at soundcloud.com slash Ryan Little. Also, want to give a shout out to uh, my buddy Mike. Uh, he runs a podcast um, called Power Cycle. I think I've talked to you about this, Mario. Um, and yes, uh, you they did. run a, uh, I would say it's a very lax po- podcast about technology and, and uh, you know, pop culture and culture culture and, and everything. It's him and his two buddies. Um, and they just, they just riff. They just talk for, for as long as they can. And, you know, they're all really into Android phones. 
Um, they all seem to like you from what I understand. Because <laughs> um, I ain't a sheep like shut you. Shut up. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, thanks for... Um, Thanks for the shout out. That's I'm giving you a shout out because you gave me a shout out, and I and I feel like I need to to reciprocate in some sort of way. Um, so yeah, you should go check out their podcast. I will leave uh, a link in the podcast notes for this episode. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, um, we are now on iTunes and Google Play Music. So go to those respective platforms if that's where you're listening to us and give us a rating of some sort, you know, one star, five stars, tell us how we're doing. Preferably five stars would be the best. Um, if you could add six stars, even better. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to, do you want to add anything, my friend? Yes, for sure. Uh, definitely. Thank you for the shout out and shout out to Power Cycle Podcast. Go check them out. Um, definitely want to thank everyone who's been listening. Uh, hopefully we get some really good feedback and uh, you could give us 10 stars, five on iTunes and five on Google Music. That would be so appreciated. It means so much to us. And thank you all for listening. And I hope you come back and listen to us again. Any kind of feedback is definitely welcome. Thank you so much. Have a good one. See you guys.